All right, guys, what's up? Uh, gold belts and glory. Uh, we got Ryan Gosling once again and Coach Rich Trevino joining us. I'm the host, what Mike Auger. What up, guys? Um, uh, the first thing we'll get into is the UFC um, uh, fight night on ESPN this past weekend. And then we're, after we shoot the news, we'll get into a pro wrestling topic that's highly controversial right now. Um, and uh, pretty much deeply disturbing. There's <laughs> really no other way to put it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Would you say that's an understatement, Rich? Uh, that is – is there anything under an understatement? <laughs> so, let's get into uh, UFC uh, on ESPN, Blades versus Volkov. Before we get into the probably the main thing that happened on the undercard, anything else you guys want to touch on? Uh, Clay Guida looked good. Ryan saw that, that fight, fight too, right? Yeah, I did. It, he looked really good. Yeah, he ended up losing the fight, but he was his normal self, you know, keeping the pace, pushing the pace. Um, but it was a really good fight. I think Bobby Green outstruck him. He had more significant strikes. But Clay Guida had – dude, he was taking him down, like, at will. He was picking him up with, like, one hand and dropping him on his head. Yeah, it was fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. It was badass. It was, so, it was a fucking clean fight. The, the controversial thing that happened in the prelims was the first fight of the night. Austin Hubbard, who's 12-4, and four, was taking on Max uh, Rosecop, who was 5-0 and oh at the time. Um. He took the fight. He was a replacement fight, so he took this on two weeks' notice, I believe. Um, Ten days. Okay, so did any of you see this fight? I did. I did. Okay, I, I watched it too. Um, so basically, he comes out, and I would say the first round was pretty close. I wouldn't say there was domination there. Would you agree, Rich? Uh, I, I actually, I actually almost thought that um, Rosecoff. Uh, in some eyes, won that round. He was taking him down. Um, there wasn't really no ground and pound, but he was doing all these crazy uh, Imanari rolls and heel hooks and and everything like that. So, like, I felt like he he stole that round because there wasn't really that much damage done yeah. to him in that first round. Well, the second round is where the shit hits the fan for this kid. Uh, he's getting his face beat in pretty badly in the second round. He was getting some takedowns. Um, but the end of the second round comes, and you can hear it as clear as day because obviously there's no fans. The, the corners are mic'd up. Mm-hmm. And he tells his coaches over and over again, call the fight. I'm done. I don't have it. And the coach is like, no, no, you're good. You're good. You can't. <laughs> you're a champion. Go in there and, and handle it, you know, and um, you're a warrior. And the, the guy keeps going, no, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, I think he asked him nine times to stop the fight. And um, finally, the Nevada State Commissioner or the, the Nevada State um, Inspector hears this and uh, tells the ref to call the fight. And uh, they asked him, do you want to quit? And he said, yes. And then that was the end of the fight. So... Ryan, let's get your – you didn't see the fight, but based on what I just told you, let's get your take on – Should the was the coach in the right to try to get him to go back out there 
or was he completely in the wrong? Um, I think he was completely in the wrong. I, I would say he was in the right maybe after the like one time, but nine times, come on. As a coach, it's your responsibility to look out at, at your fighter's best interests. I mean, if the guy doesn't want to fight, why wouldn't you just stop it? That way the fighter doesn't have to be like, oh, yeah, I quit, even yeah. though, you know, everybody could already hear that. Mm-hmm. But in a typical fight, and it, you wouldn't be – nobody would be able to hear that. And then the corner could be like, nah, we're, we're stopping it, you know. And the fighter could kind of show face at least a little bit <laughs> instead of begging to freaking – yeah. Please stop the damn – like, dude, come on. I know. I know. What do you think, Rich? Okay, so I have mixed emotions about this. I agree and disagree. Um, <clears throat> so let's go back to the fight for a second. So when I watched the fight, I didn't see Rosecoff get, like demo- – he wasn't getting demolished. He was getting beat up. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing in that fight that I saw that had him, like, stumbling around like he didn't know where he was like there was nothing there that like totally like he didn't get fucked up right yeah he was still able to walk to his corner he was still coherent enough to tell his coach fucking all right i'm done with this shit all right what i did see was how fucking exhausted he was yeah right so he's a rookie 10 day notice mm-hmm. he's the next thing he's the next big thing since sliced bread and the UFC spotlight was too much for him, and I think he he um, he got too uh, the adrenaline dump just fucked him up, right? He gassed out. So now, yeah, right. So now let's go to the coach thing, right? Now, obviously, I've been a coach for uh, twenty-two years wrestling. Yeah, and um, I've been in situations where. Kids have gotten hurt in matches. Um, kids have twisted their knees in matches. Uh, I had kids dislocate fingers in matches. I've had kids, uh, um, you know, br- break ribs. You know, the whole nine yards. Whatever you, whatever you guys think that could happen in a wrestling match, that's pretty severe to not severe. It, it's happened, right? Yeah. And some of these kids you got to realize, man, like when you're training with somebody and when you like, from what I hear, Rosecoff was living with his coach. Yes. So he's living with his coach for two years. Yeah. So his coach knows this kid like the back of his hand. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So he, so he's, he's, he's giving as a coach, he's giving his kid motivation and, and trying to force him into a decision that that's going to fucking he's going to fucking regret for the rest of his life i promise you that i fucking promise you he's going to regret regret sitting on that stool and telling him to fucking call the fight regardless of how exhausted how much he got beat up whatever happened i promise you for the rest of his life whether he fights in the ufc or whether he's done he's going to yeah. fucking regret it for the rest of his life he was because, supposed to be yeah. on the contender uh, this summer as well, the contender series for UFC. Right. And that's what I was hearing. I was hearing big things about him after the fact that I found out, you know, who he was and what, you know, he quit on the stool or whatever. But right. as a coach, I've 
asked my kids to go out and finish, at least finish, because you never know what you can do until you go out and you try and do through adversity, through fucking fire, through hail, through snow, through fucking rain, whatever's in your way, you can battle through it. And I um, think that's what the coach was trying to do. Yeah, um, I'll share a story. And this is, I'm nowhere near trying to compare myself to an elite UFC athlete. And I realized in a wrestling match, you're not going to get punched in the face or kicked. But uh, right. high school wrestling, senior year, we were wrestling uh, Corona High School. We go the week before, scout the team, and I see this guy who's just a roly-poly, right? So I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to eat this guy alive. It's going to be an easy match. 30 yeah. seconds, I'll pin him. It'll be a done deal. So we go to the weigh-ins. All of a sudden, this guy's not there anymore, and up, sticks this, up steps this motherfucker who looked like he was eating TRT three times a day for breakfast. <laughs> Shaved head. Jack to the gills, dude, and now I'm scared, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and he's got that, like, uh, you know, that Russian Rocky kind of look, you know, and he, he kind of, I kind of feel like he was having that attitude, like, well, if he dies, he dies, you know? So, <laughs> Drago. I'm, scared. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm scared, you know? So I'm, I'm uh, doing my usual pre-match routine, which is getting nervous, barfing, and then, I try to, you know, psych myself up and have the eye of the warrior, you know, and we're yeah. wrestling and, um, you know, I'm kind of timid and uh, he goes for the double, my knee pops out and I'm sitting on the ground like a little bitch in pain. And uh, they asked me if I wanted to continue. And I was, at this point I was pissed now. Um, yeah. So I said, fuck yeah. So I ended up continuing got the, you know, raging bull inside of me. I ended up double-legging this fool, taking him down, and I pinned him, and I won. Um, nice. So I can only speak for my own personal experiences in competition. I feel like if there's some guys where the adversity comes their way, and even if they're not going to battle through it, no matter what, they want to continue this. We saw this with Anthony Smith. Right, we saw this with um, was her name Spencer that fought Amanda Nunez yeah, last time? Felicia okay. Spencer. Oh Felicia, yeah, Felicia Spencer. Spencer. Same thing with her. And I heard Anthony Smith told his coaches, "If you throw in the towel for me, I will fire you." So that kind yeah. of explains why. But then I saw Anthony Smith saying on ESPN, "This kid is just a kid. If he wanted to quit, get him the fuck out of there." And so. It's, yeah. I guess I can see both sides of this argument, dude. Um, and from a competition standpoint and as a competitor, I feel like when the adversity got thrown my way, I didn't want to quit because I wanted to overcome it. And um, it kind of gave – I had like a chip on my shoulder, you know. I wanted right. to, to get over that. But, you know, to Ryan's point, like the guy said it nine times. You know, maybe the coach – you get three or four times, hey, you're a champion, you know, but if the guy's – I mean, he's pretty much begging for them to stop the fight yeah. for him. Yeah. I think that's the, the point here. Like, I can see Rich's point, trying to get kids to come out and, you know, even for yourself, psyching yourself up to go back out there. But after nine times of asking a guy to stop the fight and you're there to protect your fighter, 
you got to oblige at that point, man. And like Dana White defended this kid in the post-fight presser. He said, you know, there was a time I thought I was going to be a fighter until I knew I wasn't. And, you know, for anybody to talk shit to this kid, um, you know, you go in there and do this and see how easy it is. And I'm sure it's definitely not. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch the fight, so I didn't didn't know he he wasn't really that hurt or anything like that. So, I mean, that kind of changes it a little bit. But, I mean, still, after nine times, even if he went back out there, he already mentally gave up on the fight. So, it's like he might as well just quit, stop it, you know? The coach can only do so much. Even if he makes him go out there, you think he would find another gear after saying he's done that many times? You know, I, I, I doubt it. Go ahead, Rich. So I have a I have a quick story right about this, and then I'm, we're kind of like beating a dead horse here, but I think this is a a very a very important topic because um, I think nowadays, um, and then I'll get into my story, but I think nowadays it's real easy for a lot of people to quit, and 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 I think society is making it okay not to get into a political decision or anything like that. Here we as go. As Ryan, as Ryan would say, discussion. let's tread lightly here. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. No, but I'm just saying. I I think a lot Shadow of it band. is. is, is <laughs> I think a lot of it is is uh, uh, allowing these kids to quit. I have a story. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I had a kid who was a bad motherfucker, dude. I mean, this guy was fucking bad. He was he was ranked in the state. Um, we're at the Masters tournament, and he breaks his fucking ankle, dude. I fucking saw it happen. Some guy shot a double. He put his feet in the mat, and his fucking foot got caught on the fucking tape, and his Damn. fucking ankle just twisted up in a fucking circle, right? The motherfucker was crying on the ground, screaming like fucking life was over, right? Yeah. So I told the kid, I said, look, I said, you don't have to wrestle anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you right now, if you don't try, you're never going to know what you're made of. Right. So, so the next match, we tape his fucking ankle like a cast, dude. We taped his ankle. We put his shoe on. We taped his shoe, and we taped the shoe above the shoe above the shoe. <laughs> right. Nice. So this guy was walking with like a fucking cast on his leg, and he wrestled and lost mm-hmm. with one leg. He was fucking pissed at me, dude. Yeah. He was pissed at me. This kid didn't talk to me for like two days. Yeah. After that. He called me up and he goes, coach, thank you for that. Thank you. That's the best thing you could have ever done for me. I know what I'm made of now. The adversity and this and that. And and I said, that's all I wanted you to see was how strong you are. Mm -hmm. Because I guarantee you, if that kid would have stepped out there for that third round, maybe he would have got knocked out, but at least he would have went out on his fucking hands. This is the third fight since we've been doing this show, which isn't very long. I mean, this is like, what, the seventh episode? And – uh, third time now we're talking about a corner controversy. Like Anthony Smith, we all agreed yeah. they should have stopped that shit. Um, I thought Felicia Spencer, they could have stopped it too. I mean, uh, and here's another one. So it's crazy how all these things are playing out. Well, what about Ferguson? He was getting <laughs> his too. face smashed yeah. in that whole yeah. fight, dude, and he kept going. Yeah. Um. All right, let's get to the main card here. We start off with Jim Miller getting an armbar submission round one uh, against uh, Roosevelt Roberts, who, man, that kid was looking good, dude, but he just ran into the old man. 
and he got a little twistaroo and threw the armbar in, and that was a wrap. Yeah, it was yeah. real quick. I mean, Miller got him down right away, and even uh, the announcers were like, that's not how you want to start the fight right there <laughs> against yeah. the black belt jujitsu, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it looked like he was uh, protecting the armbar for a little bit, but then he he moved a little bit, and it was, it was all over. It was mm. verbally tapping, you know? Go ahead, Rich. Yeah, I mean, I wish there was more to say about this fight, but there really isn't. No, it went Jim quick. Miller. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was like what a minute and something, maybe. Uh, Jim, like, like, like you said, Miller gets a takedown. He's moving for position. He almost has. Uh, he almost has. Um, Two twenty-five full, round one. He almost has full mount at one point. Yeah, and then um, they just kind of do like some crazy, some kind of roll situation, and Miller just goes for it. Dude gets his yeah. arm. It's a done deal. I mean, the it was what, crazy what more can yeah, it yeah, it was nice, but I mean, uh, Jim Miller is such a veteran, and he's such a a savvy grappler. Like, even the transition to how he got his armbar, it almost looked like he was getting um, gonna get reversed. Yeah, and he and he ends up uh, getting the armbar from that position, from that reversal position. So mm-hmm. it was an awesome. He, I mean, he looked good, man. Did you guys watch any of the other prelims? No. It was the Camacho versus Janes. Mm. Did you see that one, Rich? No, the only one I saw was the was the uh, Rosecroft and the Guido one. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay, all right. What's was that? A, well, go ahead. No, no, it was just that guy had – he's not even – he wasn't even on the roster, Janes. Mm-hmm. And he took the fight on like a two-week notice, and he ended up knocking the guy uh, – TKO in 41 seconds. Damn. Yeah, he just went after him. They were saying because he probably didn't have oh. cardio because he only had two weeks, and he went after him, and he just – he the guy was, like, standing up, and he was just dazed. Like, he didn't know where he was. I, I did, Brian. I saw a yeah. highlight of this, though, and that was pretty much the whole fight where he was just <laughs> – it looked like a high school fight where he was just throwing blow. He looked like Nagano out there, dude. Yeah, he like, was just <laughs> swinging for the fences, Yeah, and he, he was mid- connecting. Yeah. and, and It was he, badass. Yeah, it, it, it was crazy, dude. Um, it, Go ahead. No, yeah, I was just saying it was crazy because that guy wasn't even on the roster now. So maybe now he is, you know. See, that goes back that goes back, sorry Mike, but that goes back to to like like these guys just fucking throwing blows cuz they're on the fucking prelims. They're getting paid like $37 to fucking throw down and like Yeah, they're hungry. Yeah, they're just yeah. fucking hungry. They want to make a name for themselves. Welterweight you know? fight was next. We had Baleo Mohammed defeating Lyman Good. Lyman Good was battling Lyme disease, just came back. Um, a competitive fight. I think uh, Mohammed was just a little too quick for um, Good. I thought Good did land a lot more power shots, in my opinion, but um, Mohammed got uh, two, uh, uh, two takedowns. Lyman obviously didn't go for any of them. Uh, that may have been the difference in this, but I thought, you know, it was a competitive fight for what it was. Yeah, there wasn't much going on in this fight. I mean, it wasn't too exciting. It was, you know, it was close, but like you said, I think Muhammad did more. He was more active. Yeah. He kind of, you know, switched it up with the takedowns and 
You know, he was pretty uh, quick on the feet. Mm-hmm. It was just not a very exciting fight, though. No. Rich. Um, the best thing about this fight was uh, Lyman's Goods six-pack. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty chiseled. You no, know, the funny thing is, the funny <laughs> thing is, is uh, uh, I think um, uh, Bisbing said something too about how this guy, his body's awesome, and he goes, "Yeah, that's what I look like," you know, when I'm not training, and and everybody just started laughing because <laughs> uh, uh, you know Lyman Good is just he's he's did I he's all buff and did I think yeah. Michael Bisbing lives down the street from me? No way! Oh no way! Yes, he does. I just found that out. My neighbor. What? He was watching the fights, and we, me and him were drinking a beer together. And um, he goes, Dad, you know, Bisbing lives right down the street. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And he shows me a picture of him and Bisbing doing the, the whole put the Dukes up on badass picture. No so way. Those yeah. yeah, dude, he lives oh, right down shit. the street. That's badass. Wow, that's cool. So um, We have to go stalk him and find him. I know, right? But, hey, get but a picture. you know what else I saw? You know what else I saw in this fight? Like, uh, you're right. You guys are completely right. Belil Muhammad was a little bit faster and everything like that. You know, when you got a big muscly guy like this, they kind of, I mean, I can't really say that because he's an elite UFC fighter, but it looked like Belil Muhammad was touching and then like trying to run away. Cause if that guy connects, I mean, yes, uh, you know, Belil Muhammad's going to, uh, he uses quickness shadow sure. realm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He was yeah. in and out for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it kind of looks like he was. It, there's some, there's some parts of the fight where he kind of like, <laughs> he's like yeah. looking away, like "Don't hit me," kind of yeah. thing. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, women's bantamweight Raquel Pennington beat Marianne Renew. This fight sucked. I wasn't a fan of this whatsoever. Uh, oh, good, cause watched it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't have much to say about it, man. Rich? Um, I I have only one thing to say about it, that I didn't know girls had dicks. Because <laughs> I think Pennington got hit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm oh, sorry. Here, listen. Right. here we go. Pennington, <laughs> Pennington got kicked in the fucking crotch. Uh-huh. P- Pennington got kicked in the crotch. And she acted like she had wow. nuts and everything like that. So she, she I actually had to sure. ask a woman. It still hurts. Rich, she gra- come on. She, uh, she grabbed her by the pussy, dude. That's what happened there. <laughs> 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 she did dude, go down so the way. She got like, hit in the balls. And, and, dude, I'm telling you. So so I asked my wife. I said, I said wife, because that's what I call her, right? That's right. I said, yeah. have you ever got hit in the fucking puss? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, it fucking hurts. And I go, what really? does it feel like? And yeah. she said the same thing that we feel like. It hurts like in the belly. Yeah. And I go, what? No fucking way. I'll, yeah. have to, I'll ask this question right now. I've, I've heard that too. My wife hey, told me the same thing. Yeah. Have you ever been hit in the puss? No. She's never been hit, so she wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> there was a fight with two women, and one got hit there and went down like she got hit in the balls. I heard it hurts. Yeah, that's what Rich's wife yeah. said. No, my wife said the same thing. Really? So yeah. there you go. Wow, that's crazy. The more you know. Yeah, I mean, I because they don't wear protection. I mean, is there girl? Is there female like, Cup. like 
protection? Cut I don't protection? know. That's a good question. I have to search this and Google it. No. Uh, and, and wear one on your face? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so, use one. <laughs> next fight uh, was a fe featherweight fight. Uh, Josh Emmett getting a decision victory over Shane Burgos. This was a fucking banger. Yeah, yeah it was a it war. Was badass. Oh, man. Fuck. These guys just threw down. And first of all, Josh Emmett is a, a warrior. He tore his ACL, MCL, PCL, QCL, every alphabet that you could think of uh, in the first round. Right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right away. away. Yeah. And continued on and won the fight. Um, Shane Burgos took so many blows right to the face, really hard blows. Um, he's, he's young in there, dude. Uh, just, they just, I mean, what, what else can I say about this fight except? Yeah, this was like one of the best fights I've seen in a long time, possibly fight of the year. Um, I think Burgos, he probably could have won the fight if, if it wasn't for that last round when Emmett dropped him like three times. Yes. Uh, he dropped him to the canvas, you know, uh, if it wasn't for that, I mean, and it stayed standing, it, it would have, it could have went either way. Draw, Burgo. I mean, this fight was amazing. They were just nonstop battling and taking massive shots. Both of them, like Burgos was jabbing the shit out of Emmett and he was just going right through it. It was awesome. I mean, that's, um, that's the kind of fight you want to see right there. So significant. Dude, Burgo, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Say significant strike numbers. Uh, Emmett was 127 out of 266, and Burgos is 128 out of 250. So right. pretty much dead even. There's a slight difference. Burgos had a little more total strikes, 148 to 136 landed. And then Josh Emmett did have one takedown as well, which I think sealed the deal for him. Um, you know, uh, but man, what a war. These two deserve all the credit in the world. Go ahead, Rich. Oh, Bur uh, I was just going to say, man, Burgos can take a fucking oh. shot. Man. Oh, man. I mean, those shots he was taking, it looked like a grape hitting a watermelon, dude. Didn't even phase him. Yeah. And he just kept walking forward and walking forward and just like, even after the fight, like, he's walking around like excited, like uh, kind of jumping around, talking like super like, re yeah. like ready to go two, three more rounds, it looks like. I wish it was a five-rounder. <laughs> I mean, dude, that was a that was one of the like like you said, Ryan. That was one of the best fights I'd seen in a long time, and uh, I would have hate to been a judge in that fight because uh, I mean they were fucking banging, dude. Big yeah, time. I think the only thing that sealed the deal was that third round. Emmett yeah. dropped him like three times to yeah. the canvas, and that that's what I think won him that fight. Uh, otherwise, how do you call that fight, man? <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, for sure. So from that to the main event, mm. <laughs> Curtis Blades taking on not as not as exciting. Alexander Volkov, uh, Blades earlier in the week said, "If any of y'all are expecting a stand-up banger, you're sadly mistaken because I'm just gonna maul this guy for five rounds." Um, I don't know if 
you would say that's what he did, but for sure it was domination. Um, Rich and I kind of talked earlier about this. Uh, I can appreciate the dominant wrestling performance for sure, mm-hmm. but unfortunately this is an MMA fight and like the difference Rich said between Khabib and Blades, which I agree with. Khabib does the same thing, but he goes for the finish. I don't feel like at any point in this fight, Blades tried to go for a finish. He just tried to lay on him. Yes. Uh, Rich, what do you think? Well, here's the deal. Like we talked about earlier. Um, Okay, so this is a wrestling term. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard it, Mike. And and Ryan, you wrestled, so you know what it is. Mm -hmm. A technical fall. So a technical fall is when you're... or, Or the tech. Or a tech is when you're beating somebody by 15 points and it's right. like a mercy rule so they call the fucking match at any time of the match by 15 points right so that's like fucking that's like fucking seven seven and a half takedowns maybe more to get 15 points in a match because every two points you get unless you're turning them on top or or getting back exposure if you're letting them go you're giving up a point. Right. Right. You're giving up a, an escape point. So you don't really – a technical fall on your feet is very fucking hard to do, and it takes a lot of time. Fucking Curtis Blades in 25 minutes got two technical falls. I mean, that's fucking heavy, dude. That's heavy, heavy wrestling. For a big, giant guy, that's fucking yeah. heavy wrestling. So it was like – he went for 14 25. out of 25. Yeah. That's crazy. 14 out of 25. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fucking 28 points, bro, in, in a wrestling master. Two points each for takedowns. Right. I mean, dude, that's a fucking, that's two technical falls in one fight. That's pretty fucking amazing that he didn't die in the third and a half round. So yeah. that, that kind of brings us to the championship rounds, which Curtis Blades has never been in deep waters like this. This is his first five-round fight. And boy, did it show. Because I was seriously concerned for this man's health (laughs) coming into the fourth (laughs) round, and especially the fifth, because he was blown sky high, dude. Sucking wind. His hands were down. Volkov actually, I think, took the fourth round. Uh, He started landing blows, and and I thought Blades was just going to run out of gas. But he was able to finish it off – a dominant wrestling performance. Dana White talked a bunch of shit on Blades after this fight. Said, you know, he talked a bunch of shit and he really looks stupid now. Uh, he didn't maul anybody and talking about all this extra money. And, uh, you know, he said, you know, how is he going to get a championship fight next? He's lost to Francis twice, which is true. Um, I don't know where he goes from here unless he ends up fighting Black Beast or something like that. Yeah, I mean that that could be a good fight. Maybe. Unless I, it's I, I don't a know, repeat man. Repeat of this. Yeah. Uh, I, Curtis Curtis Blades is ranked. Sorry, Ryan, but Curtis Blades is ranked number three in the world. Yeah. And it looks like he's ranked three hundred with that performance. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's gonna get shit, a fight I mean, because that, he's ranked third, but it's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna win. The the, the post fight interview, I legit thought he was gonna die. And pass out right there on camera. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Holy crap. Like, 
uh, cardio is definitely an issue here with uh, Mr. Blades. Well, and like you it said, like Rich, um, like even though he's a good wrestler, if he fought if he fought DC, he wouldn't be able to wrestle like that. DC would no. make him look like a kid versus an adult. That's how right. the, you know how good DC is. Mm. So he's not going to be a champ. <laughs> he's. I don't even think he should fight the number one contender. I, he's horrible to watch. I mean, can yeah. he can he realistically beat DC? Naganu or Stipe. I don't think so. No. No. No, no, maybe, no, and no. Maybe Black Beast, but. Right, but Black Beast has got that power, man. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's hard to but say. The problem with the Black Beast, the problem with the Black Beast is that he has no wrestling skills. He has no defense. Yeah. He gets taken down. DC just dominated him wrestling that whole match when he yeah. fought him. Right. That's what would happen with Blades, probably. All right. Let's uh let's shoot the news, shall we? So let's do it. Uh, the first thing, we didn't talk about this last week. We completely forgot about it. But Amanda Nunez apparently is talking retirement. And it seems like it's a serious uh, conversation. Dana White's kind of in denial about it, but she seems pretty serious. Yeah, we were going to touch on it last week, and then we ended up getting sidetracked. But, yeah. um, I mean, I think it's the whole pay thing, like – these fighters aren't getting paid that much for the training and the time and work they put into this. And if she's right, she's beat everyone. Where else she, can she go? Maybe she can do some announcing and, and make way more money and not having to train like 24-7, you know? I, I don't know. Or it could be a ploy to get more money. Who knows? Rich? What do you guys think? Well, well, I, well she's having a baby, so we got to remember... Well, she's not having the baby, but uh, the, the other, the wife is. And right. um, well, when you know as much as anybody, when you have a baby, your fucking world stops. No doubt. Yep. And it's different. It's different. And I don't want to sound like weird or anything, but it's different for women because when women see that baby, it's a different attachment to to that life. Man, that's sexist you know right I mean? there. That's so sexist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I think what I think is she's gonna fall in love with the baby like, like she should, and I and I don't think she she might not come back because she doesn't have to. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Mike? Yeah, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, I think she may be serious about this unless there's a fight out there that feels like a super fight that she can really get paid on because she's cleaned out the division. She's cleaned out two divisions. Dana yeah. also said, if she retires, the 145 division is going bye-bye. Right. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's tough to say, but I'll tell you one fight I don't think is going to happen. There's talk now of Mike Tyson fighting John Jones. Oh, God. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I saw that, too. Why? Yeah, why are you gonna fight? Try to fight an old retired guy that's been retired for 
I don't know, 20 years, 30 years. Mike Tyson, <laughs> Mike, Mike Tyson would fucking rip John Jones's asshole off, bro. It, 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 are we talking about a boxing match or MMA? No, it's a boxing match. It ain't gonna oh. be no MMA. Then yeah, Mike I think... Tyson will fucking rip John Jones's asshole off. A hundred percent. I think so too. Anthony Smith is taking on uh, Alexander Rocket Racket in the works for UFC event on August 29th. Anthony Smith needs to take a minute and think about his life before he yeah. gets back in. He's fighting way too much too often, I think. The next Cowboy Cerrone. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think that that, that home invasion thing um, threw a big wrench in his fucking uh, in his mental for the camp. He, he said that it didn't bother him, but I mean, he... So, the guy breaks in, and an elite heavyweight who just fought for the fucking title against John Jones couldn't even hold this fucking guy down, and he was yeah. smaller than him. Yeah. So, I think that really rattled him, mm-hmm. and I think that put him in a different mindset. And, and made, you know, when, when shit like that happens, it makes you, like, realize, like, fuck, there's other shit in this world that I don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah, it puts things that, into that perspective. Yeah, for sure. Totally, like what's important, you know, your family, yourself. So last you know. fight, last fight didn't he didn't look he looked he didn't look good. It didn't look like his heart was in it. it looked I like agree. he was just standing there. I agree. Uh, um, maybe he's back. Maybe he's back mentally. Uh, I like the guy. I really love watching him fight. I love his his mentality. I love how he. I, I love his nickname, Lionheart. I think it fits. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully he comes back mentally. But if he doesn't, then you know whoever he fights will probably look the same as the last guy. Yeah, I think he should take time to just kind of wait. Like it's pretty soon to come fight again. You know, take six months at least. All right. So here comes the uh, unfun part. <laughs> I just sent you guys a video. Don't watch it yet until I tell you to. Good. But so this is crossing over into the world of pro wrestling, which we will occasionally cover on here. But um, there's a big scandal. Uh, it was called speaking out hashtag on Twitter, where a bunch of uh, fans, people in the industry, men and women, uh, wrestlers, what have you, have put out these allegations of sexual assault, sexual harassment, um, pedophilia type things, grooming kids, uh, just a fucking nightmare for this industry. Um, The majority of these are from the UK. Uh, A lot of these names I don't even know. So I think it's important to just cover the ones that I do. and there's, there's a whole thread on Reddit that I sent to both of you guys, um, you know, where they kind of go over all of this stuff. Um, so the first one that came out was this guy named David Starr. He's kind of this guy who's been like advocating for wrestlers unions and things like that and better pay. 
and there's a bunch of women that have accused him of rape, uh, abuse, things like that. He came up with this like totally un insincere apology, which is basically like, I'm sorry I got caught. Uh, you know, I'm an asshole, and that's the end of it. Um, let's see here. Uh, Matt um, Riddle. Do you remember Matt Riddle? Yeah, I do. He was a fighter in the UFC. Right. Yeah, he was on the one of the tough seasons, I believe. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember what season, but now they cut him just because he was smoking weed. Uh, so. Anyhow, this woman is coming out accusing him of they were riding in a van down the street. He, everybody was asleep in the van. He said that uh, he wanted to have sex with this woman. She said no, and he grabbed her by the throat and said, what if I make you? So she gave him oral sex just to kind of relieve the tension. Now he's denying all this. His lawyer saying that this woman's a stalker He's been after his family for years. The WWE's already known about this, so who knows how that's going to play out. Um, that's a big one, though, because he's a big star, and he just moved up to their main roster. Um, let's see. Going down the I mean, there's fucking just... There's like 80 people that are named in this thing, man. But if he's a big star and all that, then he'll probably just get swept under the rug, and they'll pay this person off and be like, okay, this didn't happen. Um, a few guys in the uh, AEW, Jimmy Havoc was accused of raping a woman. He's apparently checked himself into rehab. The organization by law is not allowed to fire you until you come out of rehab for these things. Um, there was Cause they say they're addicted or something. I, I don't know, dude. It, it's seems kind of ridiculous. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, there there's another guy named Sammy Guevara four years ago. This is the one I, I kind of have trouble with four years ago on a podcast. He was talking about another female wrestler and how hot she was and said, I just want to rape her. It's a shitty joke. Very distasteful. He apologized for it. Um, yeah. He spoke with a woman. <clears throat> they cleared the air. They still suspended him and donated his pay to a women's organization, which is fine. But here's my problem with this. They're working with Mike fucking Tyson right now. Yeah, the guy that did jail time. <laughs> a convicted rapist. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And so, like, that completely contradicts it, everything. But, okay, so the main event of this whole thing, go ahead and watch that video that I just sent you. All right. Right now? Right now. I want to hear your reaction right. to this. Rich. Do I need the sound up? Go ahead. Turn the sound up. Rich left. I wanted a live reaction to this. Oh, oh can you hear me, Mike? Yes. I want to okay, hear the reaction didn't... to this. Oh, so, because okay. he's on his phone, I think. Yeah, I'm on my phone. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. So this guy, Joey Ryan, this is what he's become famous for. This this bit right here. Mm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. It's not playing for me. No? Rich, are no. you seeing this horrifying Oh, thing? my God. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What the fuck? Oh, what? <laughs> the dick flip. Yeah. 
For some All reason, right. my video is not playing. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. Oh, here, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what? Oh my god. <laughs> this is an actual thing? I, I guess. So, this guy has, for the most part, really never worked for like a big organization. Um, and that's no. I don't think he ever will. Because that can't translate. Well, he ain't going to work anywhere after this. He may be in prison. <laughs> but there's 18 <laughs> allegations and counting against this guy. Um, for doing the dick flip? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> his whole gimmick is he's like a sleaze ball. Like he'll put a lollipop in his pants and then he'll pull it out and put it in the dude's mouth. Why would anybody want to work with this guy, number one? Yeah. When the whole thing of it is you have to grab the guy's dick. That's part of the fucking shtick. Um, I never liked this guy. I never liked his gimmick or anything like that. Um, Damn. But it's funny, just two days ago he was posting on Twitter about how I'm so glad this bully culture is out of wrestling and everybody can feel safe in locker rooms. And, and now this, um, he put oh, this yeah, you know, that's safe. Yeah. He put this phony apology out. Um, you know, he told, he told his Patreon followers, thank you for standing with me in this Twitter storm. Like it's this fucking natural disaster. That's just unfortunately come over him and he didn't bring any of this on himself. There's 18 allegations, dude. With, with details and all these stories, really 18 women made these elaborate stories up just to take down indie wrestler Joey Ryan. Yeah, I don't like, think so. You, you can't deny it at this point, man. And a, a lot of them are are rape allegations, you know? Damn. Um, that goes far <clears throat> beyond, like, saying something shitty to anybody, you know? Um, yeah. Or even an inappropriate, like, kiss. That's still assault, right? But when we're talking rape and slapping women in the face and making them do shit. Like a lot of these stories are, it's the same pattern over and over again too. So all these women kind of have the same story. So you where, know it's probably true then. Oh yeah. We're like- Just like Cosby. It, just like Cosby. This guy's yeah. becoming the Cosby of wrestling. Like he would, oh, we're just friends. We're hanging out. Let's go up to your hotel room. And then he'll ask if he can take a shower with a woman or he'll come out of the shower naked. Damn. And then, um, you know, it, it goes from there. And, and, and then if the woman, um, like, denies him, he'll say, oh, I'm a shitty person, and I'm in therapy, and I need help, and let's just keep this between us. And, um, Damn. you know, I don't know if... What a, a low of, life. I don't know if a lot of people didn't come out against him because he ran... An organization in LA, but I mean, the, the, it wasn't that big of an organization. It got some exposure, but he was got famous from from that move though because it was mean. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah. thought Listen, it was man. funny. Go ahead. Listen, dude. If your move is the dick flip, you're raping motherfuckers. Bro. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was another one. This this kid who was homosexual um, went up to him and this other guy, David Starr, to show. And Joey Ryan was like, hey, do you want to get a picture of you grabbing my dick or would that turn you on? And they like cornered the kid. And oh, we're, shit. Yeah, we're doing just, I mean, come on, man. Dude, that's despicable. 
shit that this guy's doing. Yeah. If, if it's an act and the, the other guy's in on it and he's cool with it, then that's not a big deal, right? But it, when you're just doing it to regular people on the street like that, it's there's no place for that, dude. It's despicable. another young lady came out. She's 16 years old, and Joey Ryan's making out with her at a party and grabbing her tits and trying to go up to a hotel room with her. She's 16, dude. Damn. So I think this guy needs to face time or at least at least arrest him and go through the process and yeah investigate know, am I am I wrong in, in saying this I no. feel like this is beyond you know just one person saying something and you don't know who's telling the truth and who's not it's 18 fucking women right with the same story the same story right and this guy's he seems like a sleaze ball anyway. I know that's his character, but he seems like he's that in real life too. So it's like, <laughs> you that's, know, he's not doing himself any favors. That's kind of the problem with wrestling too. Like, um, if you have a gimmick like this, you got to be able to separate yourself from that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, UFC, yeah, there are guys that have some gimmicks. We all know Col- Colby Covington's full of shit. You know, a couple of guys, but... Mm-hmm. McGregor, you know, maybe McGregor. <laughs> no, 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 no bullshit on it though, Ryan. Like, maybe that was kind of what led to his downfall. Was he yeah. started to believe the gimmick? You know what I mean? Right. Party. Not that that's not a part of who he is, but for sure it's his personality turned up to ten when he's in yeah. front of the cameras. Right. Um, you I don't disagree that, with that. I, no, I don't disagree with that. Um, but. Uh, like with this whole Khabib thing and his dad having the COVID and all that stuff, he sent a tweet to Khabib saying that he's praying for his dad and all that stuff. So it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a gimmick. And I guarantee, and I guarantee you, I think you're both right. He might've got caught up in his own hype instead of, instead of still trying to stay hungry. And we're talking about McGregor here, but I think he actually admitted as much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the whole throwing water bottles and uh, throwing the dolly through the bus window, maybe. Got carried away. Yes. With that act. Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, but I don't think that I don't think that was an act, honestly. I think he was really pissed. I, I the 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 dolly through the window thing. I, I don't think that was an act. I like. Uh, no, that's I, his gimmick getting out of control, like taking over him. Yeah. Is what we're saying. Like yeah. he got engulfed in his his gimmick. <clears throat> That's probably not really who he is, but you know when the cameras are going and you got this big persona that you want, you have to maintain. You just probably you know go here, overboard here, when the cameras are rolling. Here, so here's a real question with most of these individuals: What should be done? We'll start with you, Ryan. Um, I think they should all be investigated and. In, uh, and justice should be served for all the victims out there. I mean, it's hard to do because a lot of it is just he said, she said, but, Correct. you know, with this guy, if there's 18 and they all have the same, like, corroborating stories, then it's kind of like a slam dunk, you know. Um, hopefully the victims will get their justice. I think they should be prosecuted, you know, to the Joe, fullest extent. Joey Ryan will never work in wrestling again. I think I can make that assumption for sure um these other guys like you said it has to be case by case um Mm -hmm. if there's enough there 
they shouldn't work in the industry again. Do you agree, Rich? I agree. Um, you know, I don't think he'll get convicted of all 18 cases. Uh, Maybe not. Kind of like, because I'll tell you what, I mean, R. Kelly's the worst of the worst, pissing on girls and all this shit. <laughs> but yeah. he didn't get yeah. convicted of everything. I don't think Cosby did either. Not all of them. Yeah. But no, he's that's in what I'm jail saying. Right, not, now. Yeah. right. But they're in jail, but he didn't get convicted of all of them. So out of those 18, he might get like seven or 10 or something like that. But still gonna obviously, that's enough. That's still that's still bullshit, dude. Whatever the fuck you're doing, you think you're this, you, you, you know, you think you're on a pedestal because you're in this fucking a Z League of fucking wrestling and yeah, exactly. you move as the dick shot or whatever. Right. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, man. What a pig. Yeah, but, and there's I a mean, reason. I think there's a reason why major companies haven't hired this guy. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you tell me. <laughs> you can't put that on me. national TV. <laughs> You're right. Clip. You tell me what fucking major company is going to stay. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right, dude. I'm Vince McMahon. Let me get the guy with the dick shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what we've been looking for, that dick flip. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dick flip, right. <laughs> Let me get the dick flip in here. Yeah. Very, very unfortunate news, though. It sucks. Um, but, but unfortunately, too, this goes on in entertainment business all around, Mike. Yeah. From movies to, you know, um, the freaking... British royal family. Oh. Um, there was fucking, another, you uh, know, there was another guy, Jack Gallagher, another British wrestler, but he was working for WWE. They Chris Benoit him, dude. They fucking fired him. They took him out of all the things in the history books. You can't even Damn. find him on anything Damn. WWE related anymore, dude. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I, I had to touch on it because it's a big story. I've been kind of following it and been pretty disgusted, to be quite honest. Um, and I, you I sent hope. me that today, Mike. Yeah. You sent me that today, and I started looking at some of them, and I was like, I looked at like the the fucking first three, and I was like, no, get the fuck. I couldn't yeah. even finish them. Horrible, yeah. dude. I mean, it's fucking but, horrible. Hopefully I mean, this, go ahead. sad, sad to say, this is like just the tip of the iceberg. If you go back and look at the history of like, um, you know, the UK and the royal family and Prince Andrew and all these oh, pedophiles. Um, you could search it, look into it. <laughs> There's oh, this guy boy. named Jimmy Savile. He was a big pedophile that had multiple cases against this guy. And he was like part, basically part of the royal family. Like, I mean, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but just look it up, you know, look for yourself. I, I, I can't really speak to that, but I can speak to the way wrestling used to be back in the days. And it has gotten better, but there's still a lot of room to improve the culture. So hopefully this makes things better going forward. Hey, uh, can I just touch on can I just touch on one thing that I think uh, we should touch on? And it has nothing to do with WWE or MMA. Um, did you hear the news about the NASCAR Bubba Wallace? Yes. Yeah. They somebody fucking put a noose in his yeah. fucking garage, dude, in his it's car fucked, garage, bro. So fucked up. Horrible. What the fuck is going on around here, man? I know. Yeah. I know. And it's it's insane that people say, "Oh, no, that racism doesn't exist or blah blah blah." It's like, "Really? Just open your eyes and and, <laughs> and you could see it all over, you know? It's just it's sad." I think if you want to say it doesn't exist like it did, you know, 30, 40 years ago, that's a fair claim. If you want to say it doesn't exist at all anymore, that's not a fair claim. 
Right. right. I mean, yeah. it could still be the same. It's just now people are more like low pro about it, I guess. They don't want to be out there with it. But yeah, I mean, of course, it's not the same as it was 40 years ago or whatever, you, you know, in the 60s or the and, 50s. And I don't want to get I don't want to get political or anything because I don't do that anyway. But I think that I think that uh, the minority has had enough of being quiet. Mm-hmm. And I think this, unfortunately, this situation blew it up and now no one's quiet. I mean, didn't you tell me, Mike, the other day that there's a fucking, there's a, in Seattle, there's this group that's not letting the cops in or yes. something like that? Yeah, yes. they took I over mean, the city. I, dude, that's like fucking zombie land shit, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. I mean, that is, that's like, and... And and I and I read something that the cops somebody got shot in Seattle in that area, and they wouldn't let the cops in to go fucking get these people out. They fucking shut them down. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean, man, you know, I, I I think I think the 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 people that have been oppressed and all this shit for so long, I think they're finally saying fuck that, we're done. You know, just like. Just like back in the day when when the women couldn't vote and do this and do that, the women took a big strong stand, dude. They marched and they fucking fought and they burned bras and they did all this stuff, and their voices were heard and now the, and then they got all their rights and all that shit. I think that's what's gonna happen, man. This thing's big. Go vote. Yeah, uh, it is, but I think it's part of it is a psyop. I mean, if you look at. Oh fuck, dude. <laughs> This if podcast look, is turning a completely different animal now, dude. If you look at who's funding this organization that's doing this, um, you know, if it, it was in the reality, if they didn't want this to happen, they would just send in like national guards and just like wipe everybody out. It wouldn't be that hard to do. So, and, and they're just kind of letting this happen. So, to me, they have an agenda. They're kind of trying to use this um, to enact martial law. And, uh, all right, Mike. Sorry, I brought it up. My fault. <laughs> fucking doom and gloom over here is gonna fucking get everybody killed. Right. I mean, let's, I'm just saying, look into it. Yeah, look where Eddie. the money's coming from. We got you know? on every any Bravo on the show, dude. Fucking <laughs> Bubba Wallace, bro. Let's, Fuck, let's, I, all, I, all I was trying to do was shed light on Bubba Wallace and this fucking guy. Hey, you to talk about- started with Seattle and all this. I didn't even mention that. Well, I got a hot tub to get into, so let's break. Let's preview this card next weekend, and we'll get the fuck on out of here. How's that sound? Yeah, right? let's get out Sounds of here. Sounds great. So, uh, Aspen Lad and Sarah McMahon has been canceled. Aspen Lad tore her ACL training. So we've got Jayon Vellante, who's seventeen and eleven, taking on Maurice Green, who's eight and four. Uh, I'm going Maurice Green. Me too. Uh, me too. Excellent. And and just to back up real quick, I would have taken Sarah McMahon in that fight. Uh, Sarah McMahon is a Olympian. I think she took silver in the Olympics of wrestling for the for the women. So obviously, yeah. so I would have taken her anyway. Middleweight, we've got Brendan Allen, fourteen and three, taking on Kyle Dacus, who is nine and zero undefeated. And then the two main fights, and I'm really curious to see. How this next fight is gonna pan out? Mike Perry, thirteen and six, taking on Mickey Gall, six and two. Uh, somebody brought up that the legend killer Mickey Gall 
has taken out, has retired the last three guys he's fought, which is the Michael Johnson, I believe, who fought CM Punk, CM Punk, and uh, Sage Northcutt. <laughs> so, gotta go with Gall then, I guess. He's the legend killer. I think Mike Perry is gonna get starched. I, uh, he, I agree. He has no team backing him up. His 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 girl, who's like 15 years old, and they should really send the police over there, is training him. <laughs> um, he's going to get starched, dude. He, he's looked like shit every time he's fought lately. So much hype was behind this guy in the beginning. What the fuck happened? I, uh, I, I honestly think he went a little fucking I, he, he might he might stop taking his bipolar medicine, bro. Yeah, he's gone off I the mean, deep end for sure. Because he's like, it's like weird. Like the shit yeah. he's doing is weird. Yeah. Uh, main event: Dustin Poirier, twenty-five and six, taking on Dan Hooker, who is twenty and eight. Ryan, who you got? Uh, I got Poirier. Um, I think he's gonna take it. Uh, he's he had a bad loss against Khabib, but mostly everybody does. But yes. before that, he was on a tear. He was beating everybody. The the most impressive fight I saw him fight was the Holloway when he beat Holloway. Um, uh, so I I got I got Poirier. Rich. Ah uh, shit! My heart says Poirier, but my other half of me wants to see the dog do it. So I think I'm gonna go Hooker on this one, only because I want to see I want to see the upset. Um, I think Dan Hooker's been looking really good this past mm-hmm. couple of fights. Um. Uh, although I like what Poirier did to Gaethje because no one really does that to him. And Poirier fucking smashed him, knocked him out. Like, I thought it was going to be like the, the regular, you know, zombie land. Here comes Gaethje fucking zombie, and then he was just knocked out. Yeah, that was a badass so, win too. So I, I, my heart is saying Poirier, but I, I, I'm just going to go for the dog on this one, and I'm going to say Hooker. I love Dustin Poirier, but I think Dan Hooker gets the win. I think he's on fire. Um, you know, he's already thrown the gauntlet down to Gaethje, so we'll see how that pans out. But I, I'm in agreement with uh, Hooker. So you think he's gonna win by knockout or decision? decision. What do you guys think? I say decision. What yeah, it'll rich? be a decision. Poirier's tough, dude. I yeah. think it'll be a brawl unless unless it's like fucking Romero. Uh, Oh, Is he? Oh, please <laughs> don't say that. No, I don't think well, it'll be like that, though. Uh, for Not more, with these two guys. Uh, for more political commentary and conspiracy theories, check out <laughs> Gold Belts and Glory on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Check hey. us out on iTunes. Uh, we barely news. scratched the surface right there, Mike. That's nothing. <laughs> That's like white belt conspiracy theories right there. Uh, We'll we'll catch up with you guys uh, next week, though. Thanks for listening. All right. Peace out, guys.